0: Hey folks, welcome to the Processing Blue podcast. I'm Panthers beat reporter Mike K here with uh, Charlotte Observer sports columnist, the great Scott Fowler. Scott, how are you doing today? I'm good, Mike. Um, yeah, we're doing a little
1: emergency pod session here uh, in the evening. Finally, we got we got the end of this news story today that you've been uh, working on for weeks
0: and yes yes the white smoke is is right like the we, we we can finally kind of breathe a little bit dave canales has been hired as the panthers new head coach the former now former uh, buccaneers offensive coordinator who was there for just one year and just revitalized baker mayfield's career has uh, agreed to a contract he will be the next guy to lead bryce young he comes from the offensive side of the ball 42 years old and he was a longtime member of the seattle seahawks just like newly promoted gm slash president of football operations dan morgan the buddy system wins uh according (laughs) according to espn this deal is for six years matt rule got seven dave canalis who has been an offensive coordinator in the nfl for one year gets a six-year deal you and I have talked at length about how unappealing both this GM and head coaching job seemed from the outside. Uh, the Panthers didn't wait till the end of the playoffs for the most enticing on paper candidates. They, they rushed to hire a guy who was not interviewed by any other team for their opening. There were eight total openings this offseason. Seven of them had active searches. Two were still open. Um, but they land their guy Dave Canales, who who has spent eight years with Dan Morgan in, in Seattle, and here we are. What are your thoughts initially on this, Scott? Well,
1: it's uh, it's an out of the box hire, I think a little bit because of what you said. I mean, they didn't uh, they didn't certainly get the hottest name, but that is uh, as we know not necessarily the that's not necessarily the best. My thought, my just guess on this, Mike, is that ben johnson through intermediaries of some type let them know that that wasn't going to happen and right. maybe they you know maybe they like dave Canales better than anybody else i mean there are some attributes here uh and first among them to me is the fact that he made baker mayfield into more than a serviceable quarterback this year he made him into a very good quarterback i mean he had Uh, 28 touchdowns and 10 interceptions in the season, and that I would have never thought could have happened again after you and I watched Baker last year. He was a disaster on the football field, just terrible. Uh, Got Matt Rule fired, I thought, more than anything else. That was the reason Matt Rule only lasted five games in that last season. And yet, of course, he had Mike Evans. He had some other really good players in Tampa Bay, which Dan Morgan's going to have to fix that part. But I think analysis can coach. Uh, I think you made a point in, in something you wrote, Mike, that I liked uh, that maybe in a year he would have been a, a hot candidate. Maybe they're hiring him, quote, a year earlier than most people uh, said. Wasn't that, didn't you say something like that?
0: Yeah, I, I think in, in talking to folks around the league during this surge, a lot of people said Dave Canales is worthy of an interview, but that he might be a year away. We saw that with Ben Johnson last year where he kind of, stopped midway through the search, re-upped his value this year, and now he's seen as a super hot candidate outside of Carolina. Um, I think when we talk about searching for these guys that are first- or second-year offensive coordinators, there's not a lot of information on them. These guys are really working their way up and really kind of reaching the brains of these executives and these other coaches and networking then Dave Canales has got a really nice ecosystem here. He's got Dan Morgan, who he worked with for eight years in Seattle. They come from the same organizational tree. They probably have very similar philosophies. And that might help them be in lockstep. Now, the Panthers, via their website, did something strange and said that they just came right out and said that both Dan Morgan and Dave Canales will answer to David Tepper. Now, that drew some ire immediately. That said, I'm not as concerned, given that they have very similar backgrounds and probably philosophies i don't know if dave canales gets hired this quickly or is rushed to hire this guy if they're not kind of in lockstep from their thinkings and their philosophies i think what this allows you to do is let's say somebody bombs you can hold them accountable in their in their own job it doesn't have to feel like just because dan morgan's failed or just because dave canales has failed that you have to punish both that said given the way these optics are it would not shock me if that were to happen now you look at the contract that espn reported as six years sounds like these guys are going to get a lot of runway what do you think about that scott i mean really did they have any other choice after how quickly uh frank reich was tossed out of here
1: well yeah that's a good point i mean frank reich had four years uh and lasted 11 games so he lasted about roughly one sixth of his contract so I think we know by now that Dave Tepper is not adverse to paying off, uh, somebody that's not working out to not work. Uh, so I, you know, I think Canalis and Morgan will get maybe two years and then by year three, if it's not turned around then then, you know, probably be searching again, because I I don't think they're going to, I don't think the Rome wasn't built in a day. It might take five years, might take six years. Some of the things Dave Tepper said about the Matt rule tenure, I don't think he's going to say those things again. I think no matter what the contract, the contract's important because that'll get them paid if they don't make it. But, um, you know, and it's and it's important in the other way too. Let's say Canales is great and they win. I wrote in the column today, if, they, uh, if he wins eight games this coming year, I think he'll be coach of the year. You go from two to eight, you'd get some coach of the year votes at least. Now, I will say this, that line you just said, that concerns me. I didn't like that being in the press release. That feels to me like them saying, yeah, Dave Tepper's still in charge, and don't forget it. Uh, Both Morgan and uh, Canalis will be reporting to Dave Tepper. And as I wrote in this column, uh, I think it has a chance to work, this pairing. I think he just hired a couple of smart people. Uh, But he's got to get out of the way. He's got to get out of the way.
0: Yeah, I don't like the idea of him being a tiebreaker. That was something that he kind of mentioned after Frank Reich was fired, that he was kind of, you know, he didn't want to weigh in until it was final and there was a disagreement. I mean, listen, I've said this several times. Personnel people are hired to scout and to find players. Coaches are then hired to coach those players. I understand you want a separation of church and state, so so to speak, but let people do their jobs. I, I really like, you know, you'll even see it in our writing. You're the columnist. I'm I'm the beat writer, right? We have different styles. We have different approaches. And I think, you know, everybody's hired to do the job that they're doing. And, you know, some would say we're a well-oiled machine. But it, I would say for the Panthers, you know, this offense is pretty much a clean slate outside of Bryce Young, Adam Thielen, maybe some, you know, Tommy Tremble, Chuba Hubbard, the offensive line. They have to figure out a way to just revitalize this group, which was, I mean, I can't even use the words. (laughs) I can't find the words for this offense. And so I will toss it over to you. Well, uh, let's just remember that they got, they
1: did not score a point in January. They were shut out their last two games in a row. And I think that hadn't happened in 15 NFL seasons. That's how bad they were. That's where he's starting from. And, Here's one good thing for Dave Canales. He's starting at a place that, if you're entering a new job, you think of yourself and your own whatever jobs you've ever been in. Anyone listening, it's nice to follow the guy who messed it up. I mean, it's it, you because you're going to look good by comparison. So, the fact they were two and fifteen, worse than the NFL. The fact that they had an offense that was just so horrendous that it was really laughable. Uh, got shut out in the last two games. There's nowhere to go but up here, and especially offensively. Now, of course, the defense was, was plenty good. Uh, that that was a defense that kept them in numerous games, and I feel like the defensive staff and players will be much more, uh, you know, there'll be a lot more stability on that side of the ball. As you mentioned, I don't know. You know, there's all kind of things we'll get into in the off offseason uh, about all the personnel that needs to change on the front end. But and, and in a way, it's an exciting time. And I'm okay with, don't get me wrong, I'm okay with Dave Tepper talking to these guys. Obviously, he's paying them. He wants to talk to them. But I agree. I don't want him deciding if it's 1-1 in the draft room who the number 33 overall pick is. I want those two guys to put their heads together and figure it out. And uh, I think it's got a shot. Uh, I'm always a little bit optimistic when they hire a new coach, an annual event every January. You and I are both used to this by now third January in a a row I think is it I don't remember. I can't remember all their coaches but uh but anyway I'm I'm looking forward to meeting Dave Canales have you ever had any uh you know contact with him ever Mike or is this going to be new to you as well
0: no he is new to me I've stood probably 20 feet away when I I took a picture of him and Dan Morgan shaking hands in that last game but that's about it uh I did want to bring this up so Dave Canales had the number 17 passing game in the league last year. The Panthers were 32nd last place. And that was his first year of play calling. Everybody I've talked to says that he's a very genuine guy, a guy that you want to play for. That's really good for Bryce Young. I think that's really what, you know, a head coaching hire can't just be all about the quarterback for it to be successful. But I think this shows that they are doubling down on Bryce Young Um they want to make sure that they have a guy who can bring energy, be accountable, be compassionate, and really reach this quarterback who is very cerebral, who keeps very he, – he internalizes a lot, you can see, right? And so yeah. I think that that's important. They're good complementary pieces there at the top. He It actually kind of reminds me of when the Eagles hired Nick Sirianni, who was an unheralded coach, didn't get any other interviews was hot. Didn't have a lot of uh, experience as a, I mean, he was a coordinator in title uh, under Frank Reich and the Eagles hired him out of nowhere. And he's won over 30 games, went to the Super Bowl last year, or excuse me in 2022 or 20. Well, technically it was last year, 23. Um, you know, he's had some turmoil this past year, but still won 10 games or over 10 games. And so I think, you know, Just as you mentioned earlier in the podcast, just because you haven't heard of this guy or you're not familiar with him doesn't make him a bad hire. And so I think we do need to kind of wait and see on this on this whole situation. But I'm glad to be documenting it alongside you and Alex Zutlow and on Processing Blue. Where can they, they find all of our stuff, Scott? (laughs)
1: <laughs> it's gonna be a fun year it always is and uh you know i will say the panthers are a very newsy team for not being a good team so we're, we're always uh, thankful for all of our listeners and readers you can find all our stuff um online on charlotteobserver.com but of course this podcast is on youtube if you're not watching it there as well as online um we will be back mike with another extended podcast. This is a short version. This is sort of a podcast light because we had to do this one quickly. We wanted to get it in in your, your uh, hands and your ears quickly. But this, we'll do a more extensive one after they do their press conference, which we anticipate will be not right away. So this'll, you know, there'll be a little bit of a gap. In that press conference, we'll hear probably from Dan Morgan, as well as Dave Canalis, perhaps Dave Tepper as well. Not sure. But in any case, there will be lots to talk about. We always appreciate everyone listening. And please turn into Processing Blue and read us at thecharlotteobserver.com. Thank you again for listening.